0: Fun Ideas Productions presents The Fun Ideas Podcast This is the Slow Poisoner
1: I come to you from the future With these words of warning
0: It's a high this is mark arnold and welcome to fun ideas podcast number 74 this episode is sponsored by the fine folks at lee's comics attention comic book fans lee's comics of mountain view california has closed but here's the good news lee's comics ebay store is still going strong with over 10,000 vintage comics the majority of which are now on sale for half off Choose from Lee's huge stock of golden, silver, bronze, and modern-age comics, and specializing in Silver Age Marvel titles. You can count on friendly service, accurate grading, and quick, secure shipping backed by a money-back guarantee. To check out Lee's eBay store, go to eBay. Click Advanced Search to the left of the search bar, scroll down to Sellers, and enter Lee's Comics, Inc., period. That's L E E S C O M I C S. I-N-C, period. Don't forget the period. Lee's Comics is shipping daily with no delays. New items daily. Mention the Fun Ideas podcast and get a free bonus gift. The pandemic continues and that's why I decided to record a few more episodes that will last at least until the end of June for your enjoyment. As always, please let me know how I'm doing with your comments and subscriptions and Patreon support. You know my other books, but if you don't, go to Amazon and follow author Mark Arnold. Make sure it's me and my books. You'll know because the books are all about animation, comic books, and music. Any other subjects are most likely by another Mark Arnold. All of my books are available in hardback, paperback, and ebook, except for the two Cracked History books and my first Disney book, which don't have hardcover versions at this time. Since I assume you're still self-isolating, this is a good time to catch up on my earlier books. As for new projects, I'm still waiting for the Warren Kramer book and the second TTV book to come back to the publisher, and I'm working on my Mad book and second Disney book in the meantime. I'm also finishing up four articles for Back Issue magazine, and I'm selecting cartoons for a new collection by Bruce Bollinger, for which I will also write a foreword. I'm supposed to appear at some point with my co-author Michael A. Ventrella to discuss our monkeys books on Zilch, a Monkeys podcast, but it hasn't been scheduled yet. I'll let you know. Our returning guest today runs a comic book store in Santa Monica, California, called Heidi Ho Comics. Plus, he writes and draws his own online comic strip book called The Collectors. He discusses how he's handling running a comic book store during a pandemic. Here he is again. Eddie D'Angelini. Okay, on the phone today, we have the return of Eddie D'Angelini. How are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: Okay. Uh, How are things with this wonderful pandemic we're in?
1: (laughs) Uh, Things are a bit crazy and up in the air. Things are literally changing from day to day, Mm -hmm. hour to hour, it seems. But uh, we're we're holding in there and doing the best we can. Mm Mm-hmm
0: is uh, LA, like, a a severe lockdown. I mean, they tell us here in Oregon not to leave the house, but I mean they're not strict, strict, strict on it, but, you know, they frown on it if you're going out and just fooling around, so... Yeah, yeah, it's the same here. It's not a
1: full lockdown, but it's a shelter in place, so you're being told if you don't need to go out, don't go out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So... Other than that, I mean, <laughs> what would you like to talk about today? You said, hey, let's do another podcast. So I said, okay, I'm fine. I don't have any questions or anything. Oh,
1: okay. I thought you, like, had an itinerary of what you wanted to get to. Well, I guess probably the biggest thing on everyone's mind right now is yeah. um, what's up with the comic shops.
0: Yes. And
1: so, yeah, we can discuss that. I guess that, uh, that is... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a thing that is on everybody's mind right now. It's definitely on mine. Our shop here in Los Angeles uh, has been closed for about a week and a half now. Mm -hmm. And we are closed to the public. Um, We have pretty much moved to doing as much as we can as far as uh, servicing all our pool customers by phone Um, and doing... As much by mail order that we can Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine That's uh, Been kind of hectic and crazy And for everyone having to stay at home uh, My wife and I Who actively manage the shop I have pretty much been there almost every day since we closed because all our inventory is there. Uh, right. The POS is there. I mean, our, our way of, like, contacting and ringing up and, uh, you know, taking care of our pool customers, everything is there. So we've been pretty much been there
0: trying to keep the business going best we can. hmm And uh, I know you've heard the news, of course, about jeppy ceasing distribution so what do you do in a situation like that
1: uh well we are trying to move to a model of basically putting as much as we can of our inventory that we have in the shop uh up online make it available through social media ebay you know routes our website routes like that Mm. because uh well they're is no new inventory coming in for most comic shops they have a wealth of inventory already in their shops that they right. just need to start pushing
0: right <laughs>
1: so so we're doing our best with that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh <coughs> and last week was uh, for those who don't know last week was the last week that Diamond was going to be sending any new books Mm -hmm. so but we were already closed so we got the new inventory for the week and we were closed so we um We processed our our inventory as usual, put aside all the books for pool customers, and then quite literally started calling every pool customer one by one by one by one, and letting them know, we have your books, we are closed, but we're making them available to you. You can pay online, you can pay over the phone, we'll do curbside pickup, or we'll ship them out to you. So we literally, I mean, it was three days worth of work of us doing that. Wow. To call every single one And go through the list And um, thankfully The majority of our pool customers Were very very Generous and were like yeah Let let me get everything I have in my pool folder Let me support you guys Um, Some of them even said let me throw on A gift certificate on with that So a lot of them One were happy that we called and that we have The books for them and want to get them to them And two they were also just so Happy to do what they can to help Support us. Mm-hmm. So um, that was that was a really good week for us, and then now comes this week. Here it is Wednesday again, and there are no new books. <laughs> so we quite literally are from day to day having to figure out what to do. Really,
0: wow. Yeah, um, I think you might know my friend Lee Hester, or at least uh, yes. are aware of him, and uh, he just decided to. To bite the bullet and just close his shop for good, you know, after 37 years. Um, yeah, uh, that, does that, that seem a like a possibility a with you, or is like uh, do you, because I I've also talked to other comic store owners for this podcast, and they mm-hmm. say no, we're going to keep going. So what, what what do you see as the outlook for the, like the next six months to a year?
1: Well, we're going to keep going until we absolutely can't, and I think most shops are going to be are in that same position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of shocked at how quickly he threw in the towel. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know him personally. I just know him online, so I don't know uh, all of the things that led him to that decision. But I think he probably realistically looked at. The idea of This is going to go on For several months It's not yeah. just going to be A few weeks or a month And everything's going to be Back to normal Yeah He probably saw this Going on for several months Looked at how long He could realistically survive And realized That I'm not going to Be able to go All of that long I'm not going to make it through those, all those
0: months right but so. it, was, it wasn't a snap decision I mean I've been friends with him for at least a decade and it basically mm-hmm. he's had it in his plans to eventually close the shop anyway uh and and switch to an online model and also just a small show model uh so, so
1: he saw this at okay that makes sense He saw yeah. this this as his opportunity to go ahead and switch gears uh maybe sooner than he expected to, right. but realized why should I um sit here and bleed money trying to keep the shops open yeah. when that's not the plan that I have anyway let's just do it
0: now that makes sense yeah and then the the only thing he had planned to do which he obviously is not doing um, he was going to have uh, when the lease expires uh, have one of those wonderful big going out of business sales but you know it's like well Uh now he's not yeah so uh you adjust? Yeah, so he adjusted for that, and it's like, and things are doing fine for him, so he, his online sales are still holding up, so he's he's happy. I mean, he's only dealing with back issues, and ironically, he didn't know anything about Diamond or Jeppy or anything. He he just decided to do it almost spur of the moment. You know, there's a little thought process. It wasn't just, you know, hey, I think I'll close. This sucks. You know, but... <laughs>
1: That's yeah. how it came across online. I
0: didn't know the rest of the story. Right, so and most people no, didn't. I mean, I, I knew yeah. because I'm close to him, but, you know, I'm not going to go out there. Well, when his lease expires, he's going to close the store. I'm not going, you know. But now yeah. that it's closed, I can say that retroactively and say, yeah, he he eventually had a plan to close the store. You know, but he could have always changed his mind, too, so that's why it wasn't good to blather it out. But once he did it, you know, there, here we are. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, I can see, um, unfortunately, thinking realistically, I mean, I can see this affecting not just a lot of comic shops, but a lot of small mom-and-pop shops, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, throughout the entire country, because how long can any of them continue to pay their rent on their store space without being open? I can't imagine a lot of shops are going to be able to do that. Uh, I can unfortunately, see... Um, us coming out of this, where a large percentage of small shops have are forced to close, and now we are left with you know uh, Walmart, Amazon, uh, you know all the the big retailers, and um, no alternative to that, unfortunately. Right.
0: Which is sad. I'm just wondering, and you're you're probably in the know more than I am about the distribution part of things. I mean, is there a possibility of a workaround, since Diamond says no, but to go order directly from the publishers, or through, like, Ingram, which is the distributor to newsstands or something like that?
1: Uh, to a very certain to a small extent, that already exists. Mm-hmm. Because um, I can, a lot of the smaller comic publishers, I've gotten to know the- Um, people there and i could at any point go to them and order inventory a lot of it is more or less uh, uh, the um older back issue inventory or a previously released inventory but you know it's just another it's just a small step to go from that to getting the new issues from them because they themselves are going to be hurting because they have nowhere to for them to um to sell them to now that diamond is closed so i can see a lot of them uh reaching out i mean i've already gotten emails from much some of the really smaller publishers who are saying hey we're here for you uh if you want inventory for wednesday um and for your regulars contact us we'll make it available to you mm. so some of the much smaller publishers are already starting to do that and uh i could just see it if this goes on long enough i can see that going up the chain yeah because you know at this point right now literally the 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 flow of cash throughout this whole system is just at a complete dead stop and you know it's kind of like a Kind of like a river, I guess, if you dam it up, Mm -hmm. um, but it's got to flow somewhere. It's going to find somewhere to leak out elsewhere and keep flowing past the dam. So I could see that some of the publishers or creators even as well kind Mm -hmm. of trying to circumvent the blockage that we have at a certain point and trying to get past it. Mm
0: Mm-hmm i'm wondering um and this is you know also again if you're more in the know than i am it's like if if somebody else's wheels are turning if if it's just mine uh then i'm putting the idea out there i'm not going to do this but you know somebody goes hmm diamonds ending they're no longer the monopoly maybe i could start up (laughs) <laughs> Cold Cut or Friendly Franks or whatever the ones that used to exist. I'm not saying those names, but you know, it just a brand new distribution system. You know, by a different owner. You know, and it's like you know, if Diamond decides to just bow out because of whatever reason, you know, can somebody else just pick it up and say, "Hey, we're going to do it again," but uh, you know, I'm doing it now instead of them. You know, is that a possibility today?
1: Such short notice Like in what we're in right now That would be a tall order I think But at some point It's going to And I think There's been talk about This kind of thing for so long And there's been Some people who have tried to start a distribution service, not to take anything away from Diamond, but Mm. to service those creators of very, very small publishers that Diamond won't take on. That's true. Uh, You know, like like, uh, they're basically saying, "Hey, uh, you know, Diamond is saying no to you. Mm. Come with us. We'll we'll distribute you through." Comic shops. Uh, you know, it never really took off, but maybe it's taking something like this to happen for that suddenly to look uh, more like a viable opportunity for these people to step in and say, hey, let's start with the low fruit, you know, these small publishers, small creators, and get them on board and then get bigger ones, bigger ones, and, mm-hmm. and turn into maybe not someone who's going to steal away Marvel and DC, but someone who has enough. Small publishers to where they are now, uh, somewhat of a credible threat, or at least somewhat of a um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, at least someone who can stand up to Diamond and and yeah. exist alongside them.
0: <laughs> It'd be funny if uh, somebody did, and in some ironic way, Marvel and DC were kind of left in the lurch. You know, because you know, in a certain respect, I always think at this point they kind of think of. The comic books is a lost leader, and it's like the films is what we are doing. You know, we're doing, sure. all, you know, and it's yeah. like it—it it, it always bugged me of all these years of doing these Marvel films and DC films and everything. Never once in the film do they like promote the comics. Uh, either by just having a character read a comic book, or um, even having a small ad at the beginning of the film—you know—it's like you know because yeah, they could, yeah, you know. and well, it's, you know
1: my you know my pain as a retailer with that, then, because I don't know how many times my wife and I. You know go out somewhere and we tell people what we do and they say oh my gosh you must be making money like crazy with all these films yeah. and i have to tell them no because yeah. uh those people that are all going to see all those films and talk about how much they love them and they love those characters they're not coming into the shop and they're not reading yeah so um yeah i could see at some point marvel having to choose do we just shut down uh the comic end of this the print end of this? Or do we find an alternative to diamond? Right. And I couldn't see them going through the trouble of finding an alternative to diamond unless it's either beneficial to them or something that is way easier for them. Right. Because if they have to jump through more hoops, they're just not going to bother.
0: Right. And um, it's just interesting because, you know, for years they've kind of ruled the roost in a certain way but kind of neglected a lot of the industry as well and it's it's almost like kind of like oh here's your comeuppance here (laughs) or something yeah it's like okay now you can be that nice movie studio we'll see you later we're gonna have you know the indies are gonna be the new you know Leaders in comic book industry or something I don't know
1: You know. <laughs> yes then that'll be my time to shine Thank you very much <laughs>
0: <laughs> Since you mentioned it How is your comic book doing?
1: Well uh, I meant to have This is just so happy Weird that it happened this way I meant to have the uh, the newest um, Print volume of collectors available Which would be the fifth one mm-hmm. Available uh, by the end of um, Or at least done by the end of 2019 And off to the printer mm-hmm. uh, Which, which would have meant that uh, I would have had the print um, Copies and everything done Before all of this hit uh, But then have no conventions To sell it at <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't finish it in time, I'm pretty much just finishing it literally as we speak, probably this week. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the position of, I don't really have a printer to send it to because anyone non-essential is pretty much just shut down. So um, I'm, like we said, I'm adapting and I'm going to go ahead and release it digitally first with the intent of it going to print probably later in the year when all of this blows over so right (laughs) so it's suddenly you've got to look more seriously at for someone like me a smaller creator you're gonna look more seriously at um the digital distribution model and how do you market that and how do you actually make money that with that whereas before it was just kind of an afterthought um alongside the uh the print version that you sell
0: right yeah, I've had but to. now
1: it's your only thing so now you got to figure out how do I make this work
0: right, I've had to contend with that with my books but uh, it seems like ebooks and print volumes of books up until now have been like peacefully coexisting you know and so you know, I, get, I, I still get more ebook sales just because people don't like to spend as much on a book um, but uh, the book until now, or not suffering. I don't know about now. I mean, it's like I hear differing things. You know, it's like, you know, Amazon is doing regular distribution. Then I hear oh, only uh, essentials. It changes from day to day. So I don't know what the yeah. exact thing
1: is. <laughs> well, I know that we tried to order some supplies for uh, for the shop through Amazon because uh, we have an Amazon Prime Prime account and we use that to get. You know, whatever supplies we need here and there for the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the shipping supplies we need that we're burning through now, uh, because everyone, you're trying to do everything mail order, we can't
0: get because
1: mm-hmm. uh, Amazon is saying it's it's not essential. And so, yeah, you can put your order in, but you won't get it until like the end of April or something. Mm. <laughs> so now we are literally doing what we can to scrounge to get uh, proper uh, shipping supplies that we can't just get like we normally would.
0: Right. So it is affecting things that way. You see, I, I wasn't sure, yeah. you know, because
1: <laughs> I thought
0: maybe if they had it in their warehouse, but then, of course, they could have sold out, so, you know.
1: But also, from what I have been told, um, uh, it's a lot of, uh, I don't know about Amazon, but I definitely for Diamond, in that case, trying to get stuff. Um, sent is that a lot of people are pretty much trying to exist on skeleton crews right now. Right. So I don't know if that applies for Amazon though.
0: Yeah. Well, um, yeah. The latest I've heard is you know. Uh, but it, it is more for the essentials, is that, you know, they're, you know, having people step up and work longer hours, of course, they want to go on strike now, because they're doing extra hours, and they feel they should be paid more for it, which they probably should be, but, you know, hey, don't go on strike right now, you know, it's like, you know, but, you know, what can you do? Um, but, you know, I always think this way, it'll more, I try to think positively on everything, it's like, hey, if you're out of work, try to get a job at Amazon, they probably need the help, so, you know, for... Oh
1: yeah I mean I if you know if I can't make any money with the shop I literally can just go a few blocks from my house to the grocery store because they're begging for people right. you know um, I mean you, you can't walk two feet in the grocery store without banging your head on a sign big sign that says help wanted they're, yes. they're desperate
0: yeah and you know my my brother, who at times has difficulties getting employment and stuff like that, was bitching recently, saying, You know, I just got a job and then now they're not hiring me. And then all these friends of his just said, Go run, run to Seven Eleven, run to the grocery store. Just say I'll yeah. do it. You know they'll hire exactly. you. You know, trust exactly. me. You know, so <laughs> I think he took the advice because I haven't heard him bitching since. But yeah. yeah, that was you know a few. That was like a week or two ago before it really everything really hit. You know, so
1: yeah. Well, desperate times call for desperate measures. If that's what you have to do, yeah. do it. Yeah. If you're able financially to stay home, stay home by all means. Right. But if you've got to do something, get out there and do what you have to do.
0: Yeah, Fortunately, because I work in the healthcare industry, I'm not on the front lines or anything. I just produce the healthcare booklets for people who have health insurance. Um, uh-huh. I'm considered, or the whole company is considered an essential business, so... Uh, they did send us home two and a half weeks ago, and they said, you know, you're going to stay as long as it takes. We're not going to listen to any leaders or any other countries. You know, we're just going to take it day by day. So, you know, even before they were saying April, you know, or Easter or any other days, you know, it's like, this is probably going to be for a few months at least. So, you know, hang tight. yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've been telling everybody, I'm sure that uh, most places, my shop included, are probably going to be closed for three months minimum. So um, there needs to be a uh, countrywide, federal-wide effort to keep people alive. And Mm. by people alive, I mean, obviously us in our homes, food, pay our rent, but also businesses as well because, like I said... How many businesses can go for three months or more without paying their rent? I mean, maybe if you're in a small state where your rent isn't very much on your shop, maybe you can manage to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're in a large city like Los Angeles, like I am, um, when your shop is closed and you have minimal money coming in, paying your rent on that store is going to be a really tough thing to do. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we we've. um, Gosh, today's the first and we're going to have to pay the rent And I'm going to have to talk to the to, to, um, property owner the, the landlord and the management company And tell them, look, we need to work something out here Because yeah. if this goes on for three months or more uh, You're not going to get the rent right? You know, every month on the first It's just not possible I have to tell my, my personal landlord the same thing You know, that uh, my business, my shop is closed Which means I'm not making any income right. You know, and neither is my wife And this is unforeseen. It's not our fault. You and I need to come to some kind of understanding. And that needs to happen nationwide.
0: Yeah. I know up here in Oregon they have it where uh, you have to prove that you're not working. But uh, you have a three-month grace period right now. You still have to pay it without interest, fortunately. uh, But you don't have to pay it right now, you know, so...
1: That I, you know, sorry to interrupt, but that's no help either. Right, right. Telling me that for the next three months I don't have to pay rent on my shop, but when you open back up again, you have to. Pay. You have to continue paying your um, your rent plus your back rent on top of that. Right, right. Well, <laughs> you know, it, okay, that's fine. So uh, being closed didn't put me out of business, but me having to now pay rent and back rent on top of that once I'm open again, that's going to put me out of
0: business. Right, right. <laughs> and a
1: lot of shops are going to be in that situation. So yeah. that's of no help either. There literally needs to be a nationwide pause button.
0: Right. I think Just, the longer it goes, there's got to be something. I mean, if you know, but I, I think there's still people out there, and I'm sure it'll last for a while, that aren't taking it that seriously. I mean, it, I admit, you know, at first, when I first heard about it, it's like, eh, we've had other things like Ebola, and we've had bird flu. Yeah, we'll get over it, you know. <laughs> and then yeah. it, when it started getting a little more serious, then I started taking it more seriously and backed off saying silly things or anything like that. And, right. you know, but there are still a few holdouts that are like, saying, oh, this is overblown by the media, you know, and it's like, uh, no, <laughs> you could die well, from this. they're, they're <laughs> looking
1: at the wrong thing, too. They're focusing on the wrong thing. Right. Those are the people that are saying, oh, well, the, the regular flu kills way more people every year than this does. Yeah. That's not the point. Right. One, the point is that this thing is spiking fast. Yeah. And it's not about how many people are going to die. Mm-hmm. It's about the 20% that get infected that are going to have symptoms uh, so severe that they need to go to a hospital. Right. And the problem is, if you don't try to contain this, that number of that 20% is going to be way higher than the actual amount of hospital beds there are in the entire country. Right. <laughs> And then you're going to be – we're really going to be screwed because now all the hospitals are going to be overrun. There's not going to be enough doctors and beds to go around. And then on top of that, other people who have other medical – um, reasons to have to go to a hospital, whether they got into an accident or had a heart attack or anything like that, those people are going to get no help in the hospital either because they're already filled up and overworked. Right. And it's like, oh, you you had a heart attack. Oh, you you just broke your leg. Oh, you <laughs> uh, got into a car accident. Well, you know, get in line. Uh, yeah, we got. Yeah. You know, we're already filled up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And they get turned away. Yeah. And then the then the death rate is even higher because you got the people that died from um this virus plus all the people that died for other reasons because they couldn't get any type of medical help.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: so that right there is the whole reason why we all have to stay home. Not because people are gonna die, but right. because we cannot let the medical industry get completely overrun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and
1: I, I totally understand, understand why that, that is so I'm hard to yeah,
0: yeah. A lot of people
1: don't and I don't understand why that is so hard yeah. to get. It's not.
0: Yeah the 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 interesting thing you know now now I've done a lot of research um, reading up on the Spanish flu, which was the big flu that lasted for basically three years from mm-hmm. 1918 to 1920, and uh, they always say back then is like well the reason for the upsurge is because that's when people started traveling the world a lot you know and it's like yeah. okay. But how come that hasn't happened since, you know, and it's like, and so it was always kind of like, in you know, the back of my head, what if we had something like this? I didn't want it to happen, but you know, it's like, could that happen? You know, it's like, are you saying
1: you wished it into existence? No.
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Forgive me if I have a cough. <clears throat> it is not a pandemic cough. I just, cough.
1: <laughs> I, I always
0: seem to cough whenever I do my, uh, podcast and it's like now it's like oh my god he has it you know it's just because they do a lot of talking and it's like you know the um
1: yeah my wife gets allergies where she has to sneeze or cough and when we're in public she's trying desperately to hold it in yes not cough or anything so
0: (laughs) (laughs) but um here's an interesting thing because you know once i start researching things i research interesting different things because i was saying okay they've already said like XYZ movie has been delayed. Let's say Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four has been delayed. They're pushing it off to the fall, you know, da 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 da. da. You know, and I go, geez, a hundred years ago when they had that uh that flu, um they were making movies and I go i thought movies just kind of came out the whole time and but i have this book the films of charlie chaplin and i decided to look it up and um he had a bunch of films that came out in 1916 a bunch of films that came out in 1917 and then in 1918 when it hit only two films and they were short films he wasn't doing the features Ah. yet were released and two in 1919 so and i believe One or two in 1920, and then it was 1921 that he started doing the features, and I don't know if that was the reason why. No book has ever talked about it or talked about. It would make sense. The releases being, you know, curtailed or anything like that. It was interesting reading that because I go, wow, you know, it's like because I was wondering if they're just putting them out. Well, you know, who's seeing them, you know? And then I realized they, they weren't. Yeah. So.
1: But I was also uh, uh, just about to say, well, because I thought you were going to tell me that there was no break in the films that were made and released, and I was going to maybe counter it by saying, well, maybe they didn't know as much then uh, about transmission as we do now, but it appears that they did.
0: Well, it sounds very similar, and I hate to say this, you know, but, you know, everybody says, oh, this will be over in a few months. Well, it's going to be a ebb and flow thing, and that's what happened back then, it's like it yeah. it, it may go away in the summer like, yay, we can t- start seeing each other and back in business and everything as soon as the winter hits, it'll come back and then we'll have to go through it again it might not be as severe as 2020 but still you know and, and that's how it went on the the flu back then you know it was three years of it and it's like and then it finally finally went away and i don't even think they came up with a vaccine or anything back then it just finally
1: it spread itself out
0: yeah spread itself thin enough yeah. that you know it kind of petered out or whatever you know well
1: mm. for those people who say well it's only going to last a few a couple months or so um I guess, you know, you can answer that with Yeah, you're right But it's basically just that initial spike That initial high spike That's yeah. going to last that long And after that it'll begin to come down And we can begin to control it And But that doesn't mean just your life just goes back to normal The way it was
0: No I mean, this is going to have repercussions for decades, I think You know, and it's like uh, Or at least a decade, you know It's like uh, Yeah Because I can't, you know, I'm trying to be positive about it, but it's like, this is a game changer. It changes everything, you know.
1: (laughs) It does. But it also just really reminds you that in life, you have to adapt. You have to change. If something, you know, the the, uh, usual model of how you made a living or how you survived and how you lived your life day to day... Is now upturned. You're going to have to put something new in its place, yeah. and not just sit there and say, "Why can't it be the way it was?" Because yeah. it's not. Yeah. Uh, my big thing, big concern that um, I'm still waiting to hear something on is uh, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Um, I was talking with online with someone earlier today about uh, the convention season for the year, mm-hmm. and I think we both pretty much agreed that the entire convention season of 2020 is pretty much. Done Yeah, It's just not going to happen And um, one I can see uh, The people who run San Diego Comic Con And the city of San Diego Wanting really badly to do it Because it is such a big money maker for them And I could see the entire city of San Diego Taking a huge hit If it doesn't happen But sure. at the same time How could they justify Putting it on like normal Right you, you can't. I mean, obviously you have the huge, huge crowd of people, not just in the convention center, but in the entire downtown San Diego area for blocks. I mean, just packs and packs of people. And not just people uh, uh, from the U.S., but people from worldwide.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see it happening. I mean, I, I knew they were going to postpone WonderCon, but, you know, it's like... You know, I haven't gone to San Diego in a few years anyway, but I was saying, as soon as it started, I said, that's like the biggest thing I know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> other than well, maybe w- occasional rock concerts, you know, it's like, and <laughs> I go, wow, if they're, you know, the rockers aren't going out, you know, the, uh, the sports teams aren't going out. Uh, I don't see this convention going on either, you
1: know. True. and I mean, you know, my wife and I, we go every year. For us, that's kind of like a vacation. Right. You know, we we uh, will go to uh, Comic Con and then you know maybe we'll get there a day or two before or we'll stay a day or two later and just kind of enjoy time to ourselves maybe just in San Diego. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And and the sad thing is there was also a big concert uh, that same weekend um, uh, in Petco Park that I bought tickets for for my wife for. Um, Christmas Mm -hmm. and now I'm thinking that is no way that's going to (laughs) happen and those tickets were super expensive
0: so
1: I better get a credit or something for those
0: hmm (laughs) hmm Wow, Um, it's kind of amazing, and it's like, it's not because I was predicting anything, Uh, trust me, but last year I did a ton of traveling, more than I normally do, and I went to California like four times, one was to film a documentary, one was to be on a podcast, um, one was just to visit relatives and family and stuff like that and so my last visit was in November and I just said wow I've I've racked up a lot of debt here going down to California I think for 2020 I think I'll take it easy and just make more phone calls and just uh, Skype and stuff like that not Your knowing at, at all that now I can't go, you know, so you know, I talked to my dad and I go, Well and he was actually planning to visit uh up here at the end of uh, March or April or one of the end of April, you know, and uh he's not going now, you know, he's he's sit on. Yeah. Home, you
1: know? <laughs> right. hmm. But hey, what does this all have to do with comics? <laughs> <coughs>
0: It doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> well, it has everything to do with it. Really, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I mean, getting back to what we talked about, the whole uh, comic book model at this point is pretty much at a complete standstill. Yeah. From creator to publisher to distributor to shop to comic buyer.
0: Yeah. Well, how it affects me as a buyer, to be honest, I'll, I'll say that because I don't own a shop. Um, and honestly I have been either due to natural attrition like Mad Magazine or something not publishing and getting it in although it still goes to the comic stores or was um, but not being distributed it's like it, it got in titles being cancelled fewer and fewer current titles I was buying whereas yeah. like even two yeah. or three years ago I think I was buying like about 10 or 15 titles a month and I'm not the hugest superhero fan I hate to say you know and if I'm going to read Marvel or DC I'm going <laughs> to read the older stuff <laughs> You
1: know, so it's that's just but um but unless you're buying all that older stuff, like literally in their original form, the older gold or silver or bronze age stuff, you're most likely buying them in some type of um, reprinted for, uh, trade paperback right. format, which also requires a trip to the comic shop. Right. For the most part.
0: And, so uh, yeah.
1: there's so much more in... Um, any shop than just the newest issues for that week or the previous week. And
0: that's that's what I go to the shop for, you know, it's like, I go to the shop, uh, and, and, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, one day I was kind of depressed, I say, why am I depressed? I mean, I could be depressed, honestly, about people dying, and this is tragic, and da-da-da-da-da, but, you know, I am. But, you know, not really depressed about it. I just, you know... But I said, I have this other feeling about it. And I realized... I don't mind being at home. Because I work on my books at home all the time. I don't mind being at home because I do my podcast at home. I'm at home right now. So I was like, you know, this is not anything unusual. But... What I miss... Is I miss shopping for, like... Comic books. Records. Going to the thrift shop. You know, just... "'Oh, I'm bored. I'll go out for an hour and just go to a couple shops and look around.'" even if I don't buy anything, it's just it's the act of doing it, you know it's like, and the only way I'm going to shop right now is, oh, we need some groceries so I'll risk going to the grocery store later this week, yeah. because I have to you know, to get yeah. some more stuff in here otherwise, I wouldn't go out at all, because you know, you're not supposed to, and it's like there's nothing to see anyway, <laughs> you know yeah. and yeah. that's what I miss it's like, you know, and, I, and once I hit on the head, I felt a lot better, because I go why am I depressed? Oh I can't shop
1: <laughs> you know, it's for like anything, it's a routine, and yeah. it's something that, one, you look forward to, two, it relaxes you, you know, it, it puts you in a, um, probably for you, a, a positive mindset, yeah. and now you're being denied that. Right. Um, whereas I spend so much time on the freeway, battling traffic, going <laughs> to and from the shop, um... Being there all the time when I just want to be home and relaxing, and now I actually have the opportunity to do some of that. One, I'm enjoying it, but two, I'm also upset because it feels like um, I'm not—I'm being denied that in a way because I've literally been going into the shop more than I normally do mm-hmm. to try to figure out how to keep some money coming in. Right. So. Um, yeah, I don't know what my point is, other than mm-hmm. I don't see being home working on stuff such a bad thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, I guess I'm more of an introvert than, than an extrovert. I don't need to talk to anybody all day long, yeah. outside of my wife. Yeah, and if I have a project I'm working on, I can just immerse myself that in that literally all day. Right. You know, like like working on the newest collector's book book or, yeah. or um, <clears throat> working on new content or whatever. I, I'm more than content staying home and doing that. Right. Um, but I understand that some people they need that routine, they need to go out yeah. and that's what's frustrating actually because mm-hmm. um, here in LA, both in Santa Monica where the store is and both uh, a little farther south in Torrance where I live it's gotten to be a problem because for the beach areas, we suddenly had, on the weekends, way, way, way too many people mm-hmm. out of their house mm-hmm. and out on the beach right. and not practicing any type of social distancing. I mean, it got to the point where both in the city where I live in, Santa Monica, where the shop is, um, the local government and the police all said, we're shutting all of this down.
0: Yeah, they had to do that the up here too. Yeah. And the it wasn't as crowded as the down there, closed. I bet, but you know yeah it was the same thing I mean well, yeah
1: it was uh, the first weekend um <laughs> after everything was shut down, shelter in place, it was a nice weekend, it was sunny it was it was nice suddenly, all these people were just out everywhere, hmm. and <laughs> the the literally Police had to say, "That's it. We're cracking down. We're, yeah. Everything's shut and de- Everything's closed. Yeah. Go home. We're yeah. going to be patrolling. We're going to break up crowds and tell mm-hmm. you to, to just go home." And um, I, you know, I can see it coming to a point where they're going to start finding or ticketing people.
0: Yeah, I mean. To go by your earlier point about being an introvert, I will admit I'm an introvert myself. Now, some people may say, what? You have a podcast? Well, I turned it on for this. I mean, if I sounded all introverted on a podcast, you wouldn't hear anything. (laughs) But, um, you know, most of the time, you know, I'm sitting here, you know, uh, working on my stuff and I'm being very quiet. I'm typing things and researching things. But, you know, there comes a point, you know, even when I'm doing what I love, which is working on a book or something that i go "Ah, i just got to get out and uh you know that's how i kind of relax myself other people they go out and exercise or they take a walk or whatever i like to shop i like to browse through bins and everything can't do that anymore and shopping online even though i do buy things online too isn't a substitute because it's so so sterile i guess is the best way to put it it's like sometimes you just want to Sometimes you just want to look at things. You don't necessarily want to buy. You know, it's like, you know, or you know, maybe you'll buy it next time. And so now you know. Oh, Heidi Ho Comics has this book. I'll I'll remember it next time, and hopefully it's still there or something. Or maybe they can save it for me for a week. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. Well, you might be able to do that if I called you and say, Hey, you got this book? Can I get it? You know, whatever. But you know what? If-
1: sure, I'm happy to, and I'll send it
0: to you. I'll send it out to you. <laughs> but. You know, it's like, sometimes you just want to kind of, it, it's a tangible thing. You want to look at it, it and feel it and flip through the pages and and debate in your head whether you should be spending half your life savings on this book or whatever. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah,
1: know? or just be able to smell that old comic shop or that old record shop.
0: Yeah. And of course I have this fear, and I'll just put it out there because, I mean, uh, I'm sure somebody's thought of this, is you, you start thinking because everybody's washing their hands and staying away from each other wearing masks and everything, it's like how clean are these comic books? You know, it's like you know, it's like what if this guy is on his uh, COVID nineteen deathbed and he has to sell his collection immediately to pay his medical bills or whatever, and now they're shipping them to you direct? You know, it's like ah, you know, it's like the the panic <laughs> ensues and you know everything else, you know, and so you go, well, I'm never you, buying least... an old comic book again ever. You know, <laughs> like... well if
1: you put it aside untouched for a week or two true. at some point it, the virus would have to die true so and
0: i'm not that paranoid i mean i've gotten a few packages in the mail and they always say oh, they've said on the news they say set it outside for 20 20- i'm not going to do that i just open it up and i wash my hands as soon as i open it you know i'm
1: not going to set it outside for 24 hours yeah. or whatever because if i leave it out there it's going it's be gone. gone the next yes. day <laughs> No,
0: thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but they were saying that. I think it was on the Today Show or something like that. That's good advice. Yeah. Set it outside. No, I'm not sending packages outside. They're coming in right. the house, you know. I'll spray exactly, it with Lysol yeah. if it has to, but, you know, it's like... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but anyway... Um the hazards of shopping, you know, and it, but it did cross my mind. And then, of course, I go, oh, "Well, I have every comic book I ever need," you know, <laughs> like every comic collector says at some point, "I have every comic book I ever need." And it's like, no, <laughs> if you're a true no, fan, no, th- not th- at all. that never happens. <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of that, to, to change the subject really quickly here, but um, that reminded me—I don't know if you had seen this uh, news story that had been going around the last couple of days, but um, I, I think it's Sotheby's that is going to be auctioning it off. They're auctioning off a collection of every single DC comic oh, that yeah. was ever published from 1935 to, I think it was nineteen uh, to 2014. Yeah. Every single every single DC comic.
0: Now, is this a single owner or what? I didn't read it that thoroughly. I just didn't know about it because I saw
1: it. I had assumed because they were talking about it as a single collection.
0: Hmm. Wow. And, uh... Is it, that's pretty amazing. Is that's over...
1: the guy... No, that's the guy that says, I have every comic book I'll ever need. <laughs>
0: Until he sells it's, it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they starts yeah. over again. What? They've gone up in price. Darn it! <laughs> I liked it when they were ten <laughs> cents.
1: <laughs>
0: Silly me. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> actually, do you know who Craig Yo is?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, i've met him a few times okay I, mean, I i i think he even knows who i am at this point
0: yeah and so he has his own line of books eo books through yes. idw and stuff but um and i'm trying to get him on the show hint hint craig anyway but he says i'm not buying this collection they misspelled schuster <laughs> i i did see that <laughs> i thought that was very funny but yeah, is. I had
1: the pleasure of meeting Craig a couple times in San Diego. Uh, he knows that I'm the uh, co-owner of Heidi Ho, and I always tell him how much I love to order his books. Because mm-hmm. i got a lot of, a uh, certain percentage of our customers are like the old-timers who love all the old Silver Age stuff, Bronze Age stuff, whatever. Dicko, anything Dicko, Kirby, whatever. Right. Uh, so they gravitate towards a lot of the stuff that... Uh, Craig publishes, and I try to keep that stuff pretty well stocked.
0: That's cool.
1: So, yeah, so I think, based on that, he likes me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, let's see. What other things, if anything, are you doing, or is it just all concerned about the, you know, the keeping the livelihood of the store going and everything at this point? Or do you ever get a break and, like, oh, I can sit here and watch this movie or, or, you know, at home or, you know, read well, this book um, or something. What, are you able to do other things during this time?
1: A little bit, yeah. I, uh, before we actually uh, officially closed, I, I grabbed a stack of books that I thought, okay, I'm going to catch up on my reading. <laughs> and I've managed to do a little bit of it. Um, but, you know, I've been trying to keep busy uh, putting as much stuff uh on ebay that i can for the shop and you know mm-hmm. going into the shop to, to uh pack up orders um which every time you know we go in in the morning and there's like a, a whole new flood of orders which is great yeah um but i'm i'm still managing to get some other things done i did manage to uh for the most part finish the new collector's volume which I'll release digitally real soon here, mm-hmm. and what I gotta admit what is really really kind of nice is um i i the past week and a half excuse me i've I've found myself with more time to kind of just sit down and enjoy with my wife that's great, which I really haven't had a lot of that, <laughs> you know when i'm when I'm so busy Literally doing the full-time job Of running and managing the shop And then also the full-time job Of trying to be a cartoonist And, and self-publish And, and create contact, uh, or content I, I find myself with very little time A lot of time to spend with her and It's like just fighting to find that time right. And now it seems like I I will work in the afternoon As much as I can And then we, have, we make dinner <laughs> Which is also kind of nice Because we've been cooking more at home Than we've ever had Right and we'll have dinner together, and then we kind of just will spend just the evening together. Even if it's just saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's watch this movie that we've been wanting to watch," or "Oh, we can start watching this TV show that we've been wanting to watch." and You know, we'll mm-hmm. we'll do that, mm-hmm. and it's that actually has been really nice and really enjoyable.
0: <laughs> now, do you? And get... <laughs> yes,
1: we yes we did watch Tiger King. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I saw that. Um, I saw that on your page. I went to your Facebook page to see. What's he talking about? No, okay, Tiger King. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is just a crazy bananas insane. <sighs> uh,
0: um, Now, positively or negatively, are you getting more material for your collector's strip out of all this?
1: <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, like I said, I finished... The content that I needed to create for the new book is mm-hmm. like every book I try to do Like an original seven page, nine page, whatever story yeah. And I had been lagging on that Because I've been so busy with the shop But all of a sudden this past week I found myself with the time to be able to finish uh, Pencil inking and coloring and lettering And just like just knock it out really fast So that's done And now I can see myself sitting down And just doing more content creating more strips doing uh, more experimentation with animation I've been putting up if you happen to see it um I'll take some of my older strips and I'll animate them yeah a little intro a a little title card intro and everything a little intro music and um I'm able to kind of just experiment and do more of that. So, yeah, I see myself now in the coming weeks, however many months this goes on for. Uh, yeah, I may be homeless, but I'm going to create more conversations.
0: <laughs> I may be homeless, but I'll have a film out there, by Bygum. <laughs> <laughs> I will have a big book. My collections, (laughs) big hardback
1: sitting on the curb next to me.
0: (laughs) Do you know um, Shannon Wheeler? I don't. Okay, Uh, you may know uh, too much. Coffee Man. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, He drew that for years. (laughs) I see this. He 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 made this uh, big omnibus or dark horse. I think made it actually. Uh, that's like, I don't know how many pages. It's like every story you ever took. And so it's this huge hardback. I don't know if you've ever had it Mm -hmm. in the store, but... He was selling it at a show a couple of years ago, and I, I was just thinking about all your strips is <laughs> you know, you finally get them all together the same way he did when you're eventually, you know, tired of doing it or whatever, or just want to have a comprehensive collection. You know, this big, giant hardback. I
1: thought of that. Homebook. Doing like a giant hardback yeah. Of yeah everything, omnibus, all of the yeah. yeah, all the material from all the books or from anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it would be really nice, and it would be really big, and it would probably be really beautiful, but I've got to think, who's going to buy that? So so I'm thinking, I'm homeless, Uh, but I have that that book out. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh. It's hard enough trying to get people at a convention to buy a $5 or $10 self-published book. I can't imagine what it would be like trying to get them to buy a big, giant omnibus. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> You'd be amazed. He did sell one, you know, it, it was up here a couple of years ago in Eugene. They had a convention. Now he's done uh different things in recent times. At the time he had uh his version of the Holy Bible and then a book called Shit My President says. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what he was selling and he did have one of those omnibuses and did sell it. It was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, oh, Wow You know, it's like big fan of coffee man so there we go wow <laughs> to okay. me that literally is too much coffee man <laughs> but anyway so um anyway going off on a tangent again uh since uh, you know we talked about an hour here uh, is there anything you want to promote or any you know tell people how to get in touch with you for any of your comics
1: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, shop-wise, you can always um, go to com or follow us on social media at com or at comics. You can contact us through either of those by email or phone. If you're looking for anything during this, you know, shutdown, you need some reading material, (laughs)
0: let
1: us ship it out to you. Uh, As far as my own comic strip, you can always find it at Uh, CollectorsComic.com And then there's a uh, link to the socials Right there on the website You can read the newest ones there And coming soon You'll be able to also order uh, The newest volume coming out Collectors Volume 5 Most likely going to be released digital only (laughs) Until eventually Businesses start opening up And you can go to print
0: All right, and then of course When that happens you'll probably announce it again Just saying, hey, now available in a print yep. edition, yep, <laughs>
1: yep I'm going to have two new releases for it
0: very good, okay well, anything else you'd like to say before we have to
1: go? or? Been... yeah uh, well, I mean, you know, thank you for having me thank you for talking to me, and thank you for listening to me, and um, you and everybody <laughs> else please, stay safe, stay home yeah. don't be dumb don't, don't go to the grocery store and clog up all the aisles and get up close to everybody, like the people that did to me and my wife the other day and (laughs) make me want to say just back up just be smart be safe and wash your hands
0: all right sounds good good advice thank you for listening and thank you eddie d'angelini for being my special guest episode number 75 will be coming soon if you would like to comment and or be a guest on this podcast please drop me a line at funideas.mark at gmail.com become a patron of mark arnold and fun ideas productions If everyone listening just contributed a dollar a month, that would be a tremendous help in continuing the production of my books and this podcast. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The opening and closing music for the Fun Ideas Podcast is provided courtesy of Andrew the Slow Poisoner Goldfarb and is used with permission. This has been the Fun Ideas Podcast. This is Mark Arnold speaking. This episode is copyright 2020, Fun Ideas Productions. Thank you and good night.
1: Headed home to a cardboard hut with duct tape doors at the price I'm paying. Don't fall back Don't fall back Don't fall back